What's up, everybody? Welcome to Lot Thought. I'm your host, Sebastian. Today, we are hanging out with Sam Spade from a band called The Midnight Devils. Let's go. I said, don't say anything till after the intro. And as soon as I do the intro, he's like, what's up? Great to be here. He's all fucking ready. He was warming up. Don't be a dick. We just smoked a bunch of weed. (laughs) 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 All right. So uh, before we get this show started, I do want to give a shout out to Pantheon Podcast Network. I want to say thank you to Kyle for being here. Diego with the Asylum Radio Network. Mr. Sam Spade, the man I met in Nashville, Tennessee. At Rockin' Pod 2023, dude, you had the best outfit there. Thank you. You know, we'll always have that one special night in Nashville. I'll never forget it, Sebastian. I'd have laughed. It was so cool. You were one of the coolest people that I met there. And and just uh, the laughs were like nonstop from the get-go. Dude, you know, it's uh, when I watched that, the video I made, the, the man on the street thing in Nashville, I always go back to your part where I put the microphone near your balls. And you say, what do you say? There's a lot of reverb coming out. <laughs> There's a lot of feedback. <laughs> feedback, yeah, a lot of feedback. The, I got a low-end feedback cutting in here. <laughs> <laughs> got to dial it in real quick. Diego, Diego, no, well, Kyla was supposed to be there with us. I was just going to say, you guys are rubbing it in, damn it. <laughs> I would have I, I made it epic. He had that about his, about his, his low-hanging fruits in the reverb or just about Nashville overall? Because <laughs> it was both awesome. Because I was too, I wasn't too far away when it happened, so I kind of got to see it from far away. The whole room I, heard it. That's it. <laughs> we were actually talking to we were actually talking to you in front of Diego's booth. Now Diego has seen you around town. I will say, Sam, you are you're hard to miss because when you go out and you're doing these events, you're straight up glam rock, makeup, full blown, just ready to rock and roll. And does that help get your band like a lot of attention as far as when you go out to these events? Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely like next level. And I really think that that's what in our line of work, in our industry, the showbiz industry, that's what people want. And I think that the, the line is from Lemmy is like people don't want guys in rock bands to just be normal guys. They want space aliens that are out of control, wild and crazy, having a blast. And that's exactly what we do in this band. This whole band is based around being as outrageous as we can and, and rubbing people, not the right way, not the wrong way, but just rubbing people, you know? Rub your balls on them. (laughs) I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of rubbing people. Yes. High energy glam rock is how you guys, I think, describe yourselves. But, you know, you say glam rock. I say there's a lot of punk rock in there, though, too. Would you say that glam rock comes from the style of clothes you wear and how you act, but the music is kind of still punk rock? Maybe? I do. I, th- I think it all comes in there, and it all it's all stirred in this pot of, of under the term glam rock. And glam rock, really, when we talk about that, we go back to bands from, like, the 70s, the New York Dolls, early Kiss, Sweet, Slade, all those bands. But they were 
essentially kind of punk rock bands and new and cutting edge. And then with, with the, the advent of the hair bands in the 80s, things kind of took a, a little bit of a musical turn. And I don't necessarily think of the Midnight Devils as a hair band. I love those bands. You know, those bands still are like uh, influences, but it was really the guys that came before that uh, that we really want to be like or that, that we took the most influence from. It was kind of the, the inventors of that sound and that style. And punk was right there with yep. glam rock. And, and Jimmy and I, we grew up playing in punk rock bands and we were glam rock dudes in the punk rock world. And it still works. It still fits. It's still a beautiful artistic expression of, of just life in general. Do you, what's your thoughts on then, you have pop punk bands, right? And I'm yeah. gonna put this in together, like you have, you know, back in the day in like the early 2000s, you had Good Charlotte, Sun 41. Mm-hmm. Um, even Green Day started doing it a little bit where they're wearing eyeliner, okay? But now did eyeliner come from glam rock? And then the, and then, the punk, the pop punk community kind of took it over with the eyeliner. Kylie, you shake your head no for Kylie. Yes, I, I so I just wear eyeliner all the time. I just no, wear you eyeliner. Just, I know. I was gonna say you want to ask him for tips because your eyeliner never looked as good as his. He tried. He tried. You gotta get the it's liquid kind with a little liquid. extra. Yep, yep. I used to do. I used to do the eyeliner or the guy liners. Everybody used to say. You know, what I used to say. Your mom never, ever, ever complained. You know what I mean? Mom. Yes. Yeah. What's, that, what's that saying? Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's methamphetamine. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope. Let's go with your uh, uh, fuck. What I ask you about? Oh yeah. Do you think that pop punk kind of derived from glam rock or picked up the style from glam rock, anyways? I absolutely do. I think it was uh, a part of the of, of what was coming out was these popular songs, and to make it more, I don't know, if c- commercially successful or accessible, or I don't know what it was, but I think pop punk. Uh, and while in in my early twenties, my you know right when I started, we were punk rockers because we loved that style of music, and we we hated the pop punk kids. Those right. ki- those guys had all the chicks. They dressed really nice. They had money. <laughs> We were like, ah, oh, fuck those guys. No, no, I didn't have any money. I didn't have any money, though. I didn't have any money. But, Kyler knows me from back then. But now now I love it, and now I think it sounds really good. You listen to Fall Out Boy. You listen to Good Charlotte, and those songs are still brilliant, and they're catchy, yeah. and that's exactly what glam rock is. It's kind of that shock and awe with those really poppy, catchy songs uh, and, and just making it look a fine coat of glitter all over everything. Yeah, yeah, glitter on everything. 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 Um, Kyler puts glitter on her shit, probably. What I do. <laughs> See? <laughs> what? Do you, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I know I do. Fuck you, Sebastian. We have bottles of it. We just, uh, the whole thing, it's like you're a, a blow bang of uh, glitter. The bukkake of glitter. I want to join that party. Yes. That sounds like so much fun. Yes. Yes. Remember when? Remember when there was a whole pop, and he kind of brought it up: pop punk versus like real punk. You know, I think the first band to really kind of cross over was Rancid. Even though they yeah. were pop punk, people were pissed off because they did. They had their song. Um, was it fall? Fall, ah, fall, fall down. Fall back down or Ruby Soho? No, no, those Time ones. They, no, it was a music video they did with Good Charlotte. Good Charlotte oh. wasn't. And maybe it was a fall back down. You maybe it was yeah. that song. Yeah, you're getting the back. red hot moon. 
Okay, so Good Charlotte was in the music video, and I remember Rancid getting so much backlash. Say you guys are sellouts, you're sellouts. But at one, at what point are you not sellouts when you have so many fans already? Anyways. Yep. Yeah. And then just try to grow your fan base, right? And I'll tell you this: there's something to be said. I, I'm a DJ. Uh, we're going to the strip club in just you know just a few hours to go uh, play this music, and. All our uh, was it rancid. While I love that band, a great rock and roll band. I don't even know if I consider them a punk rock band anymore. Right, rancid sounds great, but you put on Good Charlotte, and every person knows every lyric to every song. And I play it every night, and there's something to be said about that, man. Like it's not wrong, and I don't see it. I I think my way my viewing back in the day was a little different. You know, it was us against the pop punk kids or the emo kids. I'm, a, but now I go, man, it's just great tunes, and and it gets people excited. Dude, it it changes as you get older. You know, I was always kind of, I like pop punk, but I like regular punk also. But I was kind of a more yeah. metal guy growing up. I was just a poser, dude. To be honest, I was just, I was just, I just like the style and to flirt with women. So I wore the eyeliner. I used to have hair and I'd have a mohawk. And first of all. Sebastian, I like the color of your shirt, and for a minute I thought you were doing the interview without your shirt on, and I was like, "Bro, oh, yeah, the shirtless interview." Beautiful. No, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> at the if I was like, if I was like ripped, you know, and I had muscles. Oh, you know what? You couldn't wear. You did you have to wear pasties? I did at, no. in Nashville. No, you didn't have to, but you weren't allowed to take your fishnet off either, right? Nobody said anything. No one said anything to you. Because in Nashville, if you're dressed with makeup on, isn't that considered drag? And isn't that illegal? Is that isn't there some law about that in Nashville? It's it's uh yeah, it's a it's a little more than that. I think you gotta have a, a more combination. He didn't have the quite right combination to get okay. picked up. We would have stopped it close, before it happened. Yeah, close, but not there. Yeah. That's uh but it is, it's a thing. That's a thing here in Nashville. All of Tennessee, actually, it's not just Nashville. It's all of Tennessee. Way to stand up, Kyle. You're wearing pasties right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, do, you, do you wear those on a regular basis? Do you wear those on a regular basis? Yeah, because I don't like to wear clothes, so just paste <laughs> them up. It's hot. <laughs> not a bad idea. I wonder if I could get away with that. Just wear pasties only. No, it's t-shirt. amazing. You can. You can get away with that. I mean, that, well, not at your work probably. Why do you nip? Are you a nipper when you get cold? Are you like being? Oh, big time. I could cut glass. You definitely know what time that the turkey's done if it's cold outside for me. Yeah. Both the uh, blink, blink, turkey is done. That's it. That's good to know. That's it. Now you know. I'm glad we know. I'm glad we all <laughs> I'm, this I'm always going to remember that. I know what I'm going to get you when you're That's it. See, Sam, this is, what, this, this is what you get when you get on a real episode of The Loud Spot instead of just a uh, <laughs> man, man, on the, I mean, on the street thing. What is your favorite song? To play at, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about your band here in a second. That's what you're here for. Sure. We're gonna play your song also, but I do got to ask you since you are a DJ at a strip club, um, ha- has your music changed as far as what you like besides just pop punk? And what's one of your favorite songs for a stripper to dance to while you're working? Not that you're paying attention because you're busy, but just one that you like to listen to. Uh, I ninety percent of the music that the girls dance to is terrible, and I hate it all. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I do not. Yes, I do not play it because I like it. But I've, I've been given kind of a cool thing where I get to design the shows. And depending on the crowd that comes in, so Friday and Saturday night, you put a girl up for two songs and they're two, her two 
rap songs, but in between you play like this liner song. So my favorite thing to play, 130, clubs just jumping, people are going crazy. You put the YMCA on and you see all these hardened strip club veterans and out there doing the YMCA. It is beautiful, it's brilliant. And you really separate the people that want to have fun and the people who are just there to try and be cool. That would be amazing. I've yes. never went to a strip. They've never done that. I'm requesting it. I'm going really? tonight. Or like <laughs> Journey, Don't Stop Believing. Like I'll play, I'll play oh. all the ones that I know people just sing. At 2.30, they're drunk. They want to party. Yep. That's why we're there. That's, That's a last true. call song. That's when you get in your feelings. Yep. <clears throat> we are going to go to a commercial break. And when we come back, we are going to listen to the song Highway 69. And we're going to talk to Sam about some of the tours he's done. What's just come out and what's to come with the band, The Midnight Devil. So we'll be right back after this break. Hey, folks. Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica report. And you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, Rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. All right, and we are back with Sam Spade from the band The Midnight Devils, Kyler and Diego from the Asylum Radio Network. Still with us, we are going to play the song Highway 69, but first I got to ask Mr. Sam Spade, which is a cool name, by the way, that you go Thank by you. here. Uh, what, give us a little bit of detail about the song before we play it. Highway 69 was a song that we uh, we put together for this la- our, our current record that we're, we're just finishing up the tour cycle. It's been about a year and a half. We released the record uh, almost a year from now, but we had been touring on it prior. What, this song came about, we were on the road uh, with, the, I believe, the Choir Boys. We, weird enough, I'm wearing the shirt. Strange. Uh, <laughs> right on. <laughs> shameless plug for those guys. It was our first big <laughs> tour. Uh, we, we and we're like, oh man, we're on the road with our heroes. This is amazing. Like I watched these guys when I was 16 on like the Monsters of Rock playing at Donington on a VHS, and now we're hanging out with them. We go all the way down to Corpus Christi, Texas, and we play the show. And we got an overnight drive back to Oklahoma City. Just some something crazy, and we're on the road, and this cop pulls us over, and I'm like, oh man. So we got makeup smeared all the way down our face. Everybody's having a good time. This cop pulls us over. I'm like, this is it, man. We're, we're done. It's, it's over. The tour's done. Career's ended. And he comes up to the thing. He's like, are you guys like rodeo clowns or what's going on here? You know, like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, we're going to get busted in Texas. It's a no brainer. A drummer shoving stuff up his butt in the back. Like the whole yes, thing. Just, see, it's happening. The whole thing. And, and it happens that we were on Highway 69 and the cop let us go. He goes, you guys were just swerving. Uh, and I goes, the wind. I was driving the bus at the time. It was just the wind was blowing me all over the place. And and he let us go. He didn't do anything. And I'm like, man, we just narrowly kind of escaped what could have been a terrible, terrible night stuck in Texas. And we wrote that song, Highway 69, uh, kind of from that experience. Right on, man. And you know what's cool about it? We're going to play it. It's a, it's a uh, cartoon music video. And I want to say this before I play this song. 
when I first started this podcast two and a half years ago, it was this kind of music that I missed listening to that made me motivated to start the podcast. I heard the song um, before you came on here tonight, and it reminds me of kind of thrashy punk, yeah. under underground, just have fun and fuck it kind of music. Yeah. And that's the kind of music that generates like, now, I mean, I like metal also because especially doing the podcast, I, I love it now, but this goes back to my roots of when I first started the show. So I love it. So we're going to play it right now. And this song is called Highway 69. Here we go.
I love how the band has tits uh, on the on the cartoons because that is the band. I mean, that you can tell because I know what you look like with your makeup on, uh, Sam. I know that that's the band with boobies. Anyways, I assume it is. Diego, I want to ask you though, dude, bro, what did you think of those solos, man? I love boobies. I'm sorry, I'm, getting, I'm trying to get caught up. It's the last thing I heard. I, I heard boobies. We left off on pasties. I heard boobies. I panicked. No, no, it's a, it's a badass song. And it's very, to, to go with the video, the song, sometimes videos don't match songs. Sometimes you're like, man, this was a this was a jumping song. Why is that man chasing that dog down the river? This song, however, matches the video. The solo was badass. Song's badass. I love it. I love the aesthetic. I love everything. Just how you guys are put together, I guess. Thank and you. Boobies, Thank in you. case I didn't mention that. <laughs> Thank you. That was the whole idea. The whole idea was... I go, man, we, we, with these characters, we can really do whatever we want. And we were such a big fan of, of, of great images in bands. You know, like the Misfits and, and stuff like that were so, so yeah. good at, at creating an image and, and really going with that. I go, well, with this, we can do whatever we want. Let's turn ourselves into super smoking hot chicks. And nobody's going to question it. I mean, it's, it, we can do whatever we want and we can write the story and create these characters and, and just make it look really cool. So people are like, I get it. I understand. I don't know why you guys turned into chicks, but I like it. I, no questions, I, no questions I wasn't complaining about cartoon titties. It's fine. It's yeah. not my thing, but it, but I wasn't going to complain about it either. You know, I like I'm taking it. that as a compliment. You're you're <laughs> complimenting my personal cartoon titties. So thank so, you. Oh, oh hey, did, did did you draw that? Oh wait, did your cartoon character? But did, who drew that? Did you draw that also or no? No, no. I wrote the video. I wrote the script, and we have an amazing art designer. Her name's Livy, and she kind of gets behind all of this and and really puts her spin and, and makes something really cool out of the ideas I give her. That's awesome, man. All right, let's talk about the Midnight Devils a little bit. You guys have played from coast to coast. Uh, is that accurate here in the United States? Absolutely, yes. And you are, you've done a European tour. Yeah, we did our that first, is... our first one, yeah. Uh, yeah, we did 30 days uh, from November to December, uh, opening up for, or for Enough's Enough in 10 different countries across Europe. It was our first time. It was my first time out of the country. Our first uh, European shows, and it went so much better than I ever even anticipated. Putting it together was a nightmare, but it's now we know how to do it, and we're just like, man, that works so well. Let's keep doing this. Let's do this every year, and it's a brilliant. People love the music. Europe's a whole nother level. Yeah. What? So when you go to do a European tour, I would assume you either got to save up money for it or you hope to make your money back while you're on tour. Because that's expensive. I mean, did you have to fly all your, all your equipment out there or did you just no. buy new equipment down there or what? 
all you do is you fly with your guitars and your merchandise and your clothes and you hook up with other bands or we like we'll line up uh backline and, and travel with uh, people local to the area and they'll just drive us around and we'll kind of share backline and make it make it work on a budget so there's no gear transport you just kind of go with what you have and and hope for the best I bet you guys put on such a good show that you sell out of merch. I could, in my head, you guys are I sitting there. Merch. In my, in my head, you guys are sitting there humping your guitars and yeah. you know, acting yeah. like you're sucking each other's dicks while you're playing rock and roll. Yeah. And then all the girls are like, "We want to buy their merch because we want one." We really pride ourselves, and I come from the Kiss school of thought, and I'm such a huge Kiss fan that we we make incredible merch. We want to make stuff that we would wear ourselves that we know that our, our fans would wear. So everything's like really intricate artwork on like the softest T-shirts you can possibly buy. There's nice. shot glasses and koozies and, and devil horns. And, and we just came out with the brand new vinyl, actually. Oh, shit. Check Some, it out. Something I, forgot to, something I forgot to tell you. This just came out uh, a couple weeks right before okay. the tour started. Oh, hold on. Hold, hold, hold it still for a second because you're a little blurry. Hold on. Give it right there. There we go to the camera just to that. Perfect. Okay. Hell Fucking yeah. Fucking badass, man. Hell yeah. I, you, so know, like you know you know, what? On my, on, I'm not even bullshitting you. I have a laptop upstairs, my work laptop, okay? I have a Midnight Devil sticker on the laptop just because the sticker is that cool. There's, a, yes. there's three stickers on it. There's uh, the Midnight Devil sticker. I have a Loud Spot sticker on there. Then I have some horror guy, actor guy that I thought was cool sticker named Vlad. I basically, those are the three stickers, but the Midnight Devil, you know, the Loft Spot's cool also, but the Midnight Devil sticker. I love having your face cool. on my laptop. <laughs> when I open it, I'm like, there oh, is. Is my sticker on your laptop yep. too, Kylie? Yeah, it's right here, actually. Oh, I have good. it like in See? two places. Don't you just love it? You wake up like, every in the day. I'm like, here's this fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we actually had we actually have those stickers uh, from Rock and Pod. Somehow we ended up with like three or four of them. They were just on. They ended up. I, I guess you guys were passing them out. They ended up on our our, our merch booth. So we scooped them up with our own. And it, they are badass stickers because it's very. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's a pink devil with the tongue, and it's all it's in the arch position, yeah. as I like to call it, the arch position. We, it's very we stole badass. that idea from Chris Farley, uh, the Chris Farley SNL sketch. Yep. Uh, and we ended up oh doing a God, cover like is. on the backside is working for the weekend. So we did a cover of working for the weekend for the record. And it all kind of turned out with Chris Farley. And there's a video where we do like the striptease with my, my cousin, who's the, my cousin is the devil. He's the pink bastard. And he's like yes. the 400 pound dude. We paint him up pink every show. And he comes out and just, He's like the character. He's like Eddie, you know, from Iron Maiden. He comes out and harasses people in the streets and throws out $69 bills. And it's brilliant. And it's there's that no limit to the to the creativeness. Like, the story can just go on forever. That's that bad. is so cool, man. You guys are going to Australia soon, huh? Yeah. So in one month, we just got back from a tour where we went from uh, – from Nebraska all the way to Boston to we saw the Atlantic Ocean and came back over two weeks, 12 states. And in one month from now, we're <laughs> heading to – we're going to be making our debut in Australia, opening up for Donnie V, the original voice of Enough's Enough. But it'll be our first time there, 10 shows, uh, two weeks. It's going to be very cool. Another thing that we're, we're putting together is, like, how do, you, how do you take a band halfway around the world? It's very difficult, and there's a lot of moving pieces, but I think we're there. I think we're ready to do this. Dude, I think I, your live show has to be just fantastic. Music video is awesome. Do you, we're gonna get you off here pretty soon. 
Um, I know. No, but Kyle, wait, what we... is your signature move? You're sitting there oh, saying, oh. I want to know. There has to be something. The eyeliner, the hair, the outfit. Like, I'm digging the shirt. Like, that's something I'd wear. But, like, you have to have a signature move on stage. Like, I know it. Um, my right? signature, I, there, I, there's a lot of them, really. <laughs> there's a ton. I got a, I got a whole thing Please worked out. He's got a ton. But, I mean, it's, it's all, it's all, it starts as soon as we we leave our dressing room because it's like we know as soon as we leave the dressing room, everybody that's in the bar is going to be like, I don't know what I'm witnessing right now. There's a bunch <laughs> of guys wearing lingerie walking around here, you know, like there's weed smoke billowing everywhere. It, it, it's it's just the complete utter chaos. Bombs. Yeah, from as soon as we leave that dressing room, and then it's like clothes are getting taken off, robes are getting put on. Like that's that, long. I guess that would be my signature move. Is like I'm a huge Ric Flair fan, so I thought, man, I need a robe. Yes. Yeah. So I got I bought this sparkly robe, and it's absurd. So I, it got hats and robes, and I'm singing in the audience, and it's it's really cool. The participation, you, you just yep. don't get away from it, and nobody's nobody's got the balls to do it anymore. No, see, I would totally love that. That's showmanship right there. Yeah. Nobody's putting on. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I said nobody's putting on pink lipstick and you know traveling the country, traveling around the world, and, and just doing it. You know the the shit that we get from everybody. All these these guys are this and this and this. I mean, like I don't even care. The proof's already there. We've already traveled. We've already seen it, dude. You know what? When I used to wear eyeliner and I sometimes I wear mascara. I'm telling you, guys would hate me, but their girlfriends would love me. And love so it. I I wasn't trying to impress them. I was trying to impress their chicks. So that, and it worked. I see. I see. It worked. It did. Yeah, it it worked. Truth. Yes. And everybody so stays. Guys, it's like watching a car crash. Everybody stays because they go, oh, I got to see what's going to happen. This is either going to be really good or really bad, you know? But it's <laughs> yeah. always, yeah. always really good. That's awesome. Do you have a favorite makeup brand that you wear? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, so the white makeup that we wear is it's, it's just called Clown White, right? And you buy it in a tub, and it's this probably this big, that thick, and I'm telling you, we bought a tub and, and we, we all kind of use this and it lasted for like three years. This tub of clown white. It just takes like two dollars and you're like, okay, I'm putting on the clown yeah. white. Yep. Every night though. And I'm like, this tub has never ended. We took it all over Europe. This clown white. That's what it is. That's awesome, nice. man. Well, hey, your makeup looks great. Um, I think I think we got everything out we want to say. You guys are doing an uh, Australian tour. Oh, new, um, any new, new songs in the works? I, I heard that you guys may have a list of songs preparing for an, a third album you guys might be yes. coming out with okay let's talk about that a little bit then we'll get you out of here yeah so that's that's the plan is when we got back from europe uh we did another tour down to key west and we had about a two months off and i said you know what our schedule is so busy with uh, a return trip to europe with australia with the u.s tour we got to sit down and write this record right now it's the only time where we're going to have and so we we sat there and we did our homework and stayed up every night writing the songs for what is going to be the third Midnight Devils record. Now, where that's nice. going to go, I have no idea. When are we going to record it? Who knows? We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. The songs are there. They're kick-ass. They're funny. And they're all about real-life situations that have actually happened to us. And, and they're songs. I'll give you the names, too. It's like, To the Hard Way. Or, or like, So Hard It Hurts. It's just... <laughs> We don't like to take it up <laughs> It's got to be funny, you know. It's got to be. I knew you were going to stop that one. Enjoy. Go ahead. I want to hear what you have to say, Sebastian. Go well, ahead. No, no I, was, I, was, I was thinking it in too deep. <laughs> Isn't there like a rap group or something, though? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a whole different meaning. My favorite is that. <laughs> Go ahead. Left leaning. That's the new one. 
left <laughs> when, when my dad went to the smoke shop and never came back. Yeah, yeah. Wait, no, no, no. no. Oh, my, that's just that me. My bad. Why are you talking about my childhood? That's my bad. That's my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna go on air. I trust. When my me. uncle taught me karate in the garage and I woke up with back pain. Yeah. No. <laughs> That wasn't my childhood. That was mine. My family wasn't about that. We're uh, white no. trash. We're at the trailer park. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we we weren't that kung fu stuff. Okay. Oh, they want to go check on that note. I do want everyone to go check out the Midnight Devils. Mr. Sam Spade, thank you for joining us. I want you to stay right there till after the outro song plays. If you will, please. I want to thank all of our listeners. Kyler, thank you. Diego, thank you. Sam, of course. Thank you again. Sam could not make the show tonight. He's out on the road with bad Wi-Fi. Pantheon Podcast Network, if you're still watching this, I forgot to mention earlier, subscribe to our YouTube channel, hit the notification button, and check out the Midnight Devils. That's all the time we got. Peace out, rock on, much love, and Sam, stay right there. This is the Loud Spot outro by Nothing Short of Tragic. Is this all talk with no action? No. Is this my thoughts with distraction? No. Is this what I bought that's in fashion? Or is this the loud spot with Sebastian? Yes. Does nothing short of tragic have us back again? Yes. Does everything that's good really have to end? Yes. A big hope has to pin show so to get more episodes, make an order, this is over. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.